Hey beautiful soul, welcome to the Her Soulful Success Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Ricciotti, but you, my friend, can call me Dee because I know that we're about to become business besties. I'm a certified NLP business coach teaching women both strategy and mindset for a successful first year in business while juggling motherhood, marriage, and everything in between. Consider this space your weekly dose of mindset, spirituality, energy boost, and self-development because I know these are all ingredients that make for a soulfully successful you. beautiful soul how are you feeling today i hope you're feeling great and if not i hope tuning into this episode today will turn that around for you today i have the beautiful sierra who goes by the local mystic on social media joining us and sierra is a yoga teacher and modern mystic helping soul-centered women create space for their dreams recently i have been delving into learning about uh, cycles that can help women stay in flow in their lives and businesses so that we're not always feeling like you know, we're going against the grain or going against our nature or going against what our bodies and our energy levels really are wanting us to do. Have you noticed that at times you might feel like you could climb Mount Everest and others you just want to curl up in a fetal position and hide in a dark cave? <laughs> that some days you could eat a salad for dinner and do a hit workout and others you just want all of the food and a bubble bath or massage. We know that there are hormonal cycles that are different to male hormonal cycles, which happen daily, that drive these changes. But did you know that moon cycles have also been known to really impact our energy levels too, especially if you're a woman who doesn't menstruate or perhaps has a confusing cycle. You might actually benefit from following a lunar cycle instead. So today, if you're open to it, Sierra will be teaching us all things understanding and tracking lunar cycles and how they can be super beneficial for women in both businesses and lives. Let's hit play. Hello, Sierra, and welcome to the podcast. So happy to have you on. Hello. Thank you so much. I'm very excited. This is going to be a really fun conversation. I'm really excited about it because it's kind of all encompassing of all of the things that I've just been so fascinated about this year. Well, the beginning, like just January, but I feel like even towards the end of last year as well. But I wanted to start with really um, just getting to know you and so the audience can get to know you as well. Tell us a little bit about what you do and how you serve um, in your business. You have an incredible yoga business as well as a yoga teacher. Just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm a yoga teacher at heart and that's sort of the the backbone of what I do. Um, I also will sometimes describe myself as a modern mystic or a mindset mentor, um, basically just using sort of mystical self-care practices in a really modern and applicable way to help people, women in particular, just feel better about themselves and get into a more emotionally open space where they will eventually have the, um, space to chase their dreams, whether that is building their own business or, you know, sometimes something not as businessy, you know, so it's all just about taking care of yourself, giving yourself space, creating a life that you feel is really um, just magical and and inspiring to yourself. So I do that (laughs) day in and day out. And it's something that I'm really lucky and and really happy to do. Um, I'm also a writer. I studied journalism traditionally in college. Um, so I still do a, a bit of that, but mostly more just for, you know, my own sanity and, and self-care. I love to write. Um, I also live in a van, which is <laughs> not a very traditional thing. So now I've, I've started throwing that in my, um, in my bio and introduction as well. I've been living hashtag van life <laughs> for about a month uh, or so, so far with my partner and my, my two dogs. So we are completely mobile um, digital nomads, I guess is, is the snazzy word for it now. Um, so we kind of work and live out of our van and, and travel around the country. So that is 
the me in <laughs> a 30 second. I love that introduction. I want to delve a little bit deeper because, you know, when we talk about what we do and who we are, there's usually a story or a reason for why we landed here and how we came about doing what we're doing and why we became inspired to kind of live our purpose through what we've chosen to do in our lives. What inspired the van living? I love it. Yeah. Well, basically it was my partner and I, um, we, it was something we did together as a project and we both are sort of avid adventurers. We, we love traveling and we love seeing new places and we both really, really love nature. Um, and this is something that we'd kind of talked about doing for a while, but it was like a, one of those big kind of lofty far off dreams, you know, that was always like a, Oh, maybe we'll get to this. Um, and then when um, the coronavirus hit us, we were living in new Orleans um, in the States at the time and everything around us was just was shutting down and, and turning off. And we both had, you know, lots of plans in, in other directions in our personal mm-hmm. and our business for that year that, that then got canceled and it couldn't happen. So we were kind of sitting on all of this space and, and this time and trying to figure out what to do with ourselves. And we thought, well, you know, I guess now would be a, as good a time as any to start doing this thing that we always talked about. So, you know, it was a way for us to sort of combine all of our loves together, our, our love for traveling. But, you know, beforehand, when I had to go somewhere for work, I couldn't always bring my partner or the dogs along and, and you know, vice versa. So this was a way for us to travel as much as possible, as um, fiscally responsible as possible, and also um, allowing us to bring our dogs with us, which was one of the most important parts for sure, because we want, you know, we want them to go out and, and see and experience life too. So it was just sort of the, the best case scenario that, that we could come up with. And, and we created it for ourselves. We, we built out the entire inside of our van all by ourselves. Um, and so just to be able to see something that big come to, you know, to reality, come to be tangible in front of you, it's, it's been a really cool process to see over this past year. That's amazing, Sierra. And it's, I just absolutely love hearing stories that have come out of the crazy year that was last year where people were able to actually kind of have a deep self-reflection of their life and really look at like, what is it that we've always wanted to do it, but we've never had a chance to do it now has got to be the time. And yeah, I love hearing that story. And I love that you get to bring your other little baby along with you as well. I wanted to also then understand a little bit about your self-love journey, because I know that becoming an ambassador of self-love, a teacher of self-love, um, a coach, I guess, and a mentor, whatever way you like to label yourself as well, like there's usually your own journey behind that. There's usually a way that you got to a place where you felt such deep love for yourself that you wanted other people to experience that. That's usually, well, in my experience, what that there's always something that inspired that journey. Um, what was your story and what's your story behind or your kind of inspiration behind wanting to um, promote self-love and self-care? Yeah. Um, honestly, it, it saved, it saved my life. Um, and it's kind of changed forms over the years. You know, I, I used to turn really heavily to, to writing, um, as a form of self care when I was younger. And, and then I found my yoga practice and then my spiritual studies and now you know, being of, of service and sort of synergizing everything. But, um, but honestly, yeah, it, it started from a place of necessity almost, um, mm-hmm. I, struggled really, really intensely with um, depression when I was younger. And so from that space, I just realized that, you know, the only person or the only thing that was going to be able to make me feel better was, you know, myself or some space within myself that I had. And the more that I sort of started to look into that and the more that I started to study and the more that I started to practice, then I started to slowly, you know, chip away those pieces of myself that never felt good enough or that felt really sad or that didn't know how to handle her emotions. And so kind of the more, the, the more glimpses that I got into that, the more that I really started to realize what, 
what sort of systems were working for me, um, what ways of thinking that all of a sudden I was sort of evolving and what I was leaving behind and just sort of being really open with um, my, my students and, and just my friends and my community along the way. And I think that there is a sense of collective resonance in that where we see and we empathize, we see ourselves and other people. And I've never really had a, a big, huge, you know, I guess, eureka moment where all of a sudden I got all the information of how to do it all. And then I've just been spreading yeah. since I go. It's It's been a constant evolution for sure. Um, and so I just think being authentic in that sense. And the more that I study, the more that I learn and the more that I can share with other people um, and just really using it as as like a collective effort, I think has been really therapeutic for me, I know, and and, and I hope and I, I do hear from a lot of my community and my students that it is nice to have that sense of community and, and that sense of just open communication around it. Yeah, I love that. And a community is so important. I see on your Instagram page as well that you have a community. If one was to join that community, what would they expect from (laughs) (laughs) being in close proximity of you and your circle of, I'm guessing, women? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, mostly women. We have we have a few men that like to that like to come in and and do a few workshops with us every now and then. But it's it's mostly women. Yeah. So it is. um, It's so awesome. They're all wonderful creatrix women they we kind of vary between um, you know just sort of solitary witches you know just kind of doing little um little self-care rituals on the side to women that are full in you know devoted to building their own business off of wellness and self-care so we kind of have women from all different interest levels of it so that part is really cool Mm -hmm. um and what i wanted to prioritize more than anything was this community aspect of it because I know what I know, you know, which is yoga, meditation, a little bit of moon magic and, and witchy things like that. But there's also so many other avenues of healing and self-care that I know I don't know about. But I know women who are experts in that and who do have such beautiful messages and offerings in that space to share. And I wanted to serve both, you know, my community by passing on this information, but also my fellow, you know, businesswomen by lifting them up and saying, hey, I know other people who are into the new age fun things that we are, you know, let's all just meet each Mm -hmm. other and hang out. So it's really been this sort of like communal aspect, almost like a little digital coven that we've put together basically where we'll all come in and and share. And we do have um, sort of live instances together where we'll get together for the full moon and the new moon. So um, I do think it is unique in that aspect too, where it's not all just push to play on demand classes, though those are nice in their own regard. But I do think having that sense of community is really important too. And so, you know, mm-hmm. we'll have those live get togethers where we all go around and it's like we're in a big circle, but you know, we're virtual now. So we just kind of go around the virtual circle, you know, and talk about how we're feeling and, and what's going on and maybe what specific insight that we're looking for or if we're not, you know, so it's it's very open and it is very centered on the community as a way to build each other up using each other as sort of that that stepladder you know it's okay if you don't know at all you know but you do have a Mm -hmm. sister that does and she's willing to help you 100 percent, and i think that because most of us and i'm guessing the women in your community are also um on a they're still on that journey to really incorporating uh, self-love practices on a daily basis because it really is a new age thing. It's not something that has, you know, that we were kind of born and conditioned to prioritize. It can also be the first thing to go in the midst of life and all its craziness and priorities can change and things can happen in life where you can forget to, to prioritize self-love and self-care and having a community hold you to that higher account and remind you how important it is, but also to create a space, um, to kind of give you that permission to slip, to say, this is still such an important, important practice and value, um, that you should incorporate daily is going to help you stay on track and, and focused as well. And making sure that you're meeting that, that part of you, um, that's really important. And I was just saying before we jumped onto this podcast that this year, the podcast, I really wanted to focus on that holistic approach to success where it's all encompassing of 
all of the different values that make us whole and happy, not just the ones that we're conditioned to you know, generally think are associated with success, which are usually wealth and achievement, right? But where is our energy? How is how are our bodies feeling? How are our minds feeling? Um, is also so important. How are our relationships in our life? So I think that sometimes without a community, we can um, definitely forget to prioritize self-love, self-care and all of those other values that are truly important for us to prioritize in order to feel whole when we do, you know, reach for those goals in life and and make things happen, especially for women in business, which a lot of my guests are. So I love that. Um, you mentioned moon magic, which is sort of what I really wanted to delve into today. Um, because I personally have been obsessed with learning about, um, menstrual cycle awareness and it came like I was inspired from going to, um, a Reiki session with my spiritual coach who basically put this amazing book, Wild Power, in my hands. And I was obsessed the moment I read it because it just made me feel like everything in my life made sense, whilst <laughs> nothing before did in terms of why my energy fluctuated so drastically throughout the month, why there were days in the month that I felt like I could just do anything and be there for everybody and then other days when I felt like I just wanted to quite literally find a cave and sit in it <laughs> alone <laughs> um, for days on end. Um, why some days I felt emotionally intelligent and others I just felt like I was lashing out and I felt angry and upset um, at, you know, people, uh, perhaps my loved ones, even not um, respecting my boundaries. So I was just, you know, went reading something around understanding like a monthly cycle and understanding how my hormones worked um, really made me kind of appreciate my body, understand that this isn't a weakness, but this is actually a superpower and I can use it and there it, it's there intentionally to teach me something different through all the different weeks of the month. And I know that, and this is where, like you mentioned before, I'm quite certainly not an expert in moon cycles, but I have heard that a lot of women can also sync their menstrual cycles to a lunar cycle and, or if they don't currently have a menstrual cycle, also use a lunar cycle, um, to kind of create the same sort of pattern in their months. Am I on the right track here? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely, you're definitely on, you know, you know more than you think you do, I think. <laughs> no, okay, good. <laughs> you're, you're on it. Yeah, you definitely can, if you, if you really start to pay attention, granted, you know, this is if you're by the book regular 28, 29 days, you can start to see your feminine cycle link up with the moon cycles because they're based around the same number of days, you know, a lunar cycle and a feminine <laughs> cycle traditionally will have the same number of days. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's part of the innate feminine magic of tuning into the moon cycles. But then there is also, like you said, that option too, um, for women that would either prefer it, or maybe they don't have a regular cycle or they don't have a cycle at all anymore. Then the phases of the moon will almost directly mimic that of the, the feminine cycle. Amazing. Could you tell us a little bit more about those phases? Um, mm -hmm. So like maybe, you know, 101 moon cycle <laughs> tracking for dummies. Let's go. Moon yes. magic school is in session. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. So there's four main phases. They can, you know, if, with astrology, you can kind of break it down <laughs> deeper and deeper until you end up yeah. in the rabbit hole of astrology. But there's four main phases that everyone kind of um, notices most in the sky and that have these main archetypes of energy cycles. So there's the new moon where it's completely dark. You can't see it at all in the sky um, because a new moon is actually in the sky at the same time that the sun is in the sky. That's what makes it visible. But a new moon cycle is that time of very beginning. It's a time of beginning to sort of align things and air things, get ready. Sort of like the energy that we usually feel. I kind of think on a Sunday, you know, collectively, it's mm -hmm. that same sort of like preparing for the week energy. 
um, and mm-hmm. a lot of like very foundational steps. Um, a lot of people like to set uh, intentions with the new moon cycle as well. So it gives you a sort of system for goal setting and, and manifestation in that way as well. Mm-hmm. So then after you have the new moon cycle, you move into waxing, which is when the moon starts to get bigger. And it usually will take about like a two week cycle or so to get from, you know, halfway through new to full. Um, and this is a time of increased energy. You know, as the moon is getting brighter in the sky, you're doing the things, you're putting the action steps forward towards the goals that you want. Usually you feel a little bit more socially energetic. You know, this is just the time of, you know, getting things done and sort of putting one foot in front of the other. And then it comes to a full moon cycle, which are a full moon yeah, the, the full moon of the cycle, which is one day, but, you know, it'll kind of look full for usually three to four days. Um, and this is a time of super high energy, really big um, magical energy, too, if that's something that people prefer to tap into. It's a time of celebration and also a time of presence, which I think is really important to note, too. One thing that I really love about working with these energetic cycles is it gives you time to pause both at the top and at the bottom. You know, you don't just go all the way up and you do, 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 and then say, okay, now it's time for me to cut back and look at what I need to let go of. It gives you that time and that space at the top to just, you know, stand on top of the hill and look around and, and notice, you know, what all you've done and what all you've accomplished to get there and, and just take some, some time to, to, I don't know, to simmer in that, I guess. Um, and then you, and then you go down into, the waning moon cycle, which is where the moon starts to darken again and goes back to a third quarter until eventually it goes back to, to fully dark. And the waning moon cycle is that time of release, clearing away, um, maybe noticing some of the things that you tried in this beginning cycle that you thought were going to work but didn't. So you know, you know, you don't really have to mess with them next time. Just that time of, of reflection and sort of chopping away to invite in room for more. Um, and so that, and then, and then it starts over again at the new moon where you set your new intentions, go back up and then pause at the top, come back down. And so it just keeps going like that, you know, infinitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really cool because not only is that the energy cycle of a moon of a lunar phase, you know, around a month, that's the, it's the same energetic cycle that's happening throughout the entire year. And that kind of gets into another phase of, of teaching as well, but the exact same archetype, you know, that takes you through the winter time, which is the new moon, really dark and quiet and springtime, you know, you're gathering energy, right. summertime, you celebrate. So it's the exact same cycles of nature that are kind of echoed on micro and macro scales. So it's really cool, I think, <laughs> to look at and to tap into things like that. And to just notice too, that there's magic going on all around you. Like the way that the world and mother nature works is so awe-inspiring, and I just think that people kind of get removed from that a little bit. And I think that that's one thing that I really try to, you know, teach and implement in people is that there is real magic in the world. You know, you just mm-hmm. we're just kind of joined to it a little bit. Hey, girlfriend, do you have a thousand little notebooks that you have collected from Kmart or that cute little stationery shop online, but you can never quite seem to put pen to paper for a journaling practice? even though you know that all of the most highly successful and effective people recommend journaling. But when you sit down, does your mind just go blank? It's okay, sister. Your girl has got your back. I know all the feels and have been there. So what I did was created a super effective 30 days of journal prompts so you can quite literally journal your way to a more successful version of yourself starting today. It covers everything from visualization to breaking bad habits, setting intentions and releasing limiting beliefs. No more chewing on the end of that pen, writing boring affirmations that feel like you are lying to yourself as you write them down. You know the ones I'm talking about, guys. Get your copy in your inbox now and head on over to the link in my show notes. Yeah, 100%. And you were saying um, about that there is this pattern in the same cycle in the seasons and a part of wild power and the teachings around menstrual cycle tracking is we also actually name these um, weeks and days in the month and they're different for different women because our cycles vary slightly as well in how many days uh, monthly. But they also start with the spring which sounds like maybe the top of the new moon, then going to the summer, which is the ovulation, and then the autumn, and then the winter as well. So I think that that really um, reflects back onto, yeah, just that 
um, that magic of the world and that already all of those systems are in place for us, but we kind of forget, forget that there is a purpose behind the design of the universe of life. Like there is always a reason for our seasons and there is a reason for our moon cycles. There is a reason for our menstrual cycle um, cycle as well and how the hormones change within the female's body. And because it is so unique to the female, that actually is the magic and the superpower. And we've just forgotten and we kind of look at it as a weakness when really there is an intention behind every week. There is a purpose because, for example, if we were um, always in that summer where we kind of are conditioned by the world to believe that we should be, which is, tell me, remind me again, the moon cycle that I might be talking about here where you have that increased energy was the waxing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like if we were always in that phase and we stayed there, which is what we're kind of, um, conditioned to believe traditionally when I'm thinking and linking that back to success, what success looks like is to kind of always be there in that phase and never come out of it. That's what leads to burnout, right? Because if we don't stop and appreciate what we've created, what we've manifested, then we lose the gratitude and the magic for why we're even achieving or creating the things that we want to in life. And then if we don't um, plan, for example, you know, even the, the, the season before that, if we don't stop and plan and set intentions, then some of the goals that we might be achieving or the, or the things we're manifesting might not have the right intention or might not mean anything to us. So every sort of phase has a purpose, right? Yeah, you're exactly right, Dee. It it has a purpose and also it's, it's necessary. I think you kind of touched on it, um, there a little bit too. And and one thing that I really teach adamantly is that we've gotten into this frame of mind where we think that we're removed from nature or that we're above nature, you know, because we've gotten so technologically advanced and we can be so physically removed from it. So like you said, the moments when we do feel a bit more sluggish and lethargic, we think that there's something wrong with us because we're not Mm -hmm. just being able to operate from that go, go, go mentality that modern society tells us that we need to be all the time, but we forget that we are, you know, we are just natural creatures and all of these cycles that we see happening with the trees and with the water and with the moon and with the sun, you know, we're not above any of that. That's happening within all of us every day, all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think just being able to realize that, and like you said, not see it as a weakness, you know, see it as a place um, of power. You know, I've, I've heard many business coaches talk adamantly about the need for space, the need to take a sabbatical or a break, because then you can come back way better than if you would have just powered through the whole time. So yeah, I, right. I think you're, you're right on. It's, it's absolutely necessary. And I would argue that we're, <laughs> we're in a lot of trouble as, as a species, if we don't realize that necessity soon. And it starts by really not being validated by, um, feeling like we somehow were able to trick <laughs> trick the lunar cycle or the menstrual cycle or these phases like trick nature because I feel like when we continue to go 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 and hustle or stay in um you know continue trying to force that high energy um make things happen kind of way of being outside of that phase and where it's unnatural, someone will say uh, or, you know, comment like, wow, you're a super mom or a super businesswoman or look at you doing all of the things. I think that starts with like really not allowing that to validate you um, and kind of separate yourself from that, if that makes sense. I think that's where a lot of the problem stems from is we are – we want that recognition and that significance as, you know, part of our human experience. It's important to us to feel like we're part of the community, um, that we're loved, <laughs> that we're doing the things. So, of course, it's easy when, when you know, we hear things like or we see things in the media or on social media of what success looks like, of what our businesses should look like, of what our lives should look like, and that is 
always achieving, always going, always showing up, always doing all the things, then of course they can get really confusing and we're going to, you know, ignore what nature intended and that's where we can get into those really hot waters and that's where a lot of people are. I don't know many people that haven't had uh, terrible experiences or still are suffering from anxiety or burnout or depression and we wonder why. (laughs) We're going against nature. (laughs) Listen to your nature. (laughs) No, absolutely. You're so right. It's it it is hard because we do get told, you know, oh, you're you seem so busy and you're doing all the things, and we, like you said, that that makes us feel good in a sense, you know, because we're being we're we're being recognized. And I think that two D, a part of that is we need to realize that, or we need to just re remember, I guess, rather that we are innately valuable and we have innate worth as humans even if you're not being productive, even if you're not mm-hmm. creating something new all the time, you know, you have worth and you are perfectly fine just the way you are, you know, on the day that you can't get out of bed and you do just want to read and you know cuddle with your dog. That's fine. You can do that. You don't have to be doing all the things all the time. And I think that's something too, that, that it is really important to have that sense of community as well. Like we were talking before, yeah, a community is good. Yes. For, holding you accountable in the sense for when you do let your self-care practices slip, you know, and they can be there to remind you and say, hey, well, would you like to come to a yoga class with me or, or X, Y, and Z? But they can also be there on those days when you, know, you feel really low energy and then you feel bad about it. You say, well, I didn't get anything mm-hmm. done today and I feel really bad about it. And they can be there to say, you know what, that's okay. You don't have to be always on all the time. You're allowed to rest. You're allowed to give yourself space because that, you know, you are still you. You are still valuable as a human, even if you're not creating and doing. A hundred percent. And I think this is one of my favorite things that has finally landed kind of towards <laughs> the end of last year for me during my um, holidays that I that I gave myself was I kind of like you know I think there was a very important and trending topic last year of what is my purpose. I think a lot of people had to. Um, we're asking that question because their lives were turned upside down. So naturally we questioned what is, what are we even, what is our life? What am I meant to be doing? What I thought was safe, um, you know, and right for me now isn't there. So what do I do next? And I think the focus very much was, and even for me, you know, creating my business is like, what is my purpose? What, what is, what am I here to do? When really what's really landed for me towards the end of last year is, my purpose isn't what I'm here to do. I could be a flight attendant. I could be a business owner. I could be, um, whatever. I could be a shop assistant. I could go back to my corporate job. It's not what I need to do with my life. It's who I need to be. And that you, you quite literally are. And I remember a coach saying this to me. And again, sometimes you hear something and it just sounds beautiful and you want to pop it on your fridge in the morning, like an amazing affirmation. And then sometimes it actually, there'll be a point where it actually just lands. Like when you actually embody or understand what it means. And that was, she said, you are the purpose. And when we really feel into that, then what we do isn't so important anymore. And you're so right. Like I just came to this realization, um, and this knowing this deep knowing that because I wake up every morning, I am, I am worthy. Like I am purpose because I woke up and unfortunately someone else today didn't. So because I am here and just purely because of that, I am worthy. That is, that is something special. There is purpose yet here for me. And yeah, I think that that is such a beautiful place to be and something that I wish for all women to kind of embody and have so that they can, so that the doing can be inspired, intuitive, fun, rather than for validation or for self-worth or to feel like they're enough um, 100%. I don't know if you, if that resonates with you as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love that. That was so beautiful that, yeah, you are the purpose. That is so, that is such a powerful and, and simple statement. And I do, I do like that the shift, I think that I feel happening towards this more emotional, empathetic state of being. And mm-hmm. um, if anyone else out there is into astrology at all, we're moving astrologically into this age of Aquarius. And that those are very big emotional components of, of that as well, sort of moving into more of a heart centered space as a collective 
But I like what you said too about, you know, finding your purpose. And that is something that I've heard quite a bit too. And, and especially, you know, not only in the business sense, but in the yoga world as well, in the yoga world, we call it your Dharma. Um, but it's, it has a very similar meaning to it, you know, basically mm -hmm. your, yeah, your, your purpose in life. And that just always <laughs> seemed like such a heavy thing to me. Like, I, it's like, I don't know, how am I supposed to figure that out <laughs> in 20 minutes? You know, I can sit and meditate on it, but I don't know. I know what I like to do. And I know I've gotten to a point now, you know, where in my business and my teaching that I understand why I do the things that I do, you know, what, mm -hmm lessons I'm trying to teach and what emotions I'm trying to inspire in other people. So I understand why I do the things that I do, but yeah, like you said, I don't think purpose is, is the, um, is the, is the center of, of everything. I think, like you said, it, it, it's how you want to feel. It's who you want to be. That's something that me and my students will go through, um, intention setting immersions together. We just finished one up, um, about a week ago at the beginning of the year. And that's always the very first thing we do before we get into mm -hmm. any goal setting or figuring out what we want to do or what our why is or yada, yada. I, we figure out how we want to feel in the new mm -hmm. year because that is way more important. And it helps you figure out what goals and intentions you actually want to do rather than the things that you know you think you should or the things that would sound nice or the thing that you want to do because Susie did it and it worked for her and blah, blah, blah. You know, you can mm -hmm. find things that are actually going to help you get closer to how you want to feel. And that's how you, I think, inspire abundance and, and just wellness in the long run is you put your emotional body and your heart centered body first, because I think it, it is it is the most important part of us. And I don't know we lose touch with it a lot. Like you said, it's sort of the first thing to go. But I do I do think that sort of restructuring focused, be more heart centered to be more you know, attuned to the energetics. I, I, I do think I, it's something that I, I hope for for everyone. And that I think a lot more people you know, just opened up to then Hopefully we would all <laughs> be a little bit happier. I feel like now I need to start singing yeah. or something, but. <laughs> and that's why, um, you know, a lot of the clients that I work with are also potentially aspiring coaches in different industries and, a worry might be um, perhaps that, oh, there are so many coaches already online. And I'm like, we need more. <laughs> mm -hmm. We need more, you know. And um, I think the world definitely needs um, coaches like yourself to remind people of these things and to return back to, um, yeah, what nature intended, I guess, so that they can feel more, well, really natural isn't it like so they're not they're it not is. forgetting yeah yeah and that's when everything kind of just makes sense Sierra I wanted to just go back to the moon um the moon cycles again and just get so just for the women listening in that might be like okay great so I've got the phases there I kind of know what they mean how do you practically can you give some examples of how then you can practically apply them to scheduling your um like yeah like in your business and in your yeah, life yeah. absolutely yeah because that's that's one of my one of my favorite things to do I, I kind of nerd mm -hmm. out about it it's really fun just because I love you know oh, journaling and taking the time yeah so you just grab your planner and then you get really into it and it's really fun um so yeah practically practically so we'll start um we'll start with the first one with the new moon and we'll kind of work our way up through all of them so with the new moon phase usually that's a good time at the very beginning before you start anything to take at least one or two days to just refill your own cup um, in a sense, you know, so just give yourself some time and some space, do the things that you really love to do and see if you can keep, you know, productivity or, or work level stuff to, to a minimum, just give yourself that time and space to sort of cleanse your palate, I guess, in a sense, before you come into the new cycle. Mm -hmm. And then you set your intentions the uh, same around the new moon. Some people really, um, rigidly, like on the day of the new moon, I'm setting my intentions. Yeah, that's great. You can do it that way, but you know, you have a little bit of leeway. So just sometime around the beginning of the cycle, you can set some intentions for the week, sit down, you meditate on it, think about what you really want to accomplish in the next month. Maybe if you want to start by how we said before, how you want to feel in this next month and start there and then build some goals or, or some intentions off of that. Um, so that's usually, you know, a new, a new moon phase, getting all of that written down. Um, I really like to go 
kind of deep into this because I'm a writer at heart. So I go into what I want to accomplish and why, and then, you know, just take a little bit of time to, to reflect on that then. And then when it comes into a waxing moon phase, which is what we're in right now, that's the time when, you know, I sort of do the, the legwork in a sense. So this is the time where I guess granularly I'll batch content and things for my business. This is the time when I'll, uh, I'll plan out the whole rest of the month. So I'll, uh, I look forward, you know, same in a monthly date. So 28, 30 days, I'll sort of plan everything out for myself and, and my business um, and everything that's coming up. Um, yeah, batching things, content creation, I think yeah, that's really that's really the bulk of, of what I do that time. That's just sort of the, the mm-hmm. legwork time. And then full moon is um, a very active time for me because obviously <laughs> the moon cycles is sort of the epicenter of, of my work and what I do. So we have a lot of events and a lot of energy, a lot of gatherings, obviously around the full moon time. So I'm very physically embodied in that in the energy of that time. Um, but you know, obviously for those who aren't, it can just be a time of, of celebration. You know, you can pause, you're two weeks in to where you set your intention, see what you're doing. Just have a little mini party. I don't know what I don't know what COVID parties look like anymore nowadays, but <laughs> celebrate somehow for yourself. Um, you take a, a bath. People really like doing full moon baths and like full moon rituals and stuff. So you could do something like that, or or just you could even just have like um, a dinner date with your spouse. You know, it can be really really anything up to you. Just give yourself mm-hmm. a, a time to like celebrate what you most love and enjoy in life. Sort of that that vibrancy of life, anything that kind of connects you to that. <laughs> Sorry, my dog has mm-hmm. sniffles. Um, (laughs) there's usually like in these podcasts there's usually like because I always record in my front office which is really close to a street Um, so during a podcast is a time when there'll be like an ambulance or a rubbish truck or like a kid that's lost their ball when we don't even have (laughs) so do not worry dog sniffles are welcome the sounds of life you know (laughs) that's exactly right (sighs) And then, okay, so full moon time, party time, yay. Waning moon time is when you start to, you know, wind down a little bit. So this is where you could, um, I'm trying to think of a very specific business thing that I do around the waning moon time. Oh, I'll always, I'll clear out, like, my um, filing systems around the waning moon time. Like, I'll go into my Google Drive or my email or my contacts, my photos, and I'll sort of clear out all of the, you know, excess that I don't need moving forward. So that's a very like waning moon activity. Um, mm-hmm. Or obviously, and you know, all of this too, is not to say that you can only do these activities in these certain areas, because obviously yeah. if we all only worked during the waxing moon time, we probably wouldn't get a whole lot done. So obviously you're still <laughs> going to have to do a little bit of work throughout the rest of the cycle. But you know, just if you, if you do have a little bit of freedom to how you plan out your things, you know, this is something that I just, I like to do is I plan these things within these certain dates. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just intentionally switching things up, isn't it? Like even it's not about not working perhaps, but just working differently if you can or working a little bit less and doing a bit more of that. It's not so much that, it's a weakness in the sense that, again, you're unable to do whatever it is that needs to get done in your life and we all have different responsibilities and lives. Know that there would be mums listening in that would know that life does definitely not stop if you've got little toddlers <laughs> with their needs. <laughs> but it's just about intentionally rearranging your life a little bit um, and setting those intentions rather than just going through the motions week by week. Uh, yeah or even just becoming more aware too you know I understand because rearranging a whole lot of things doesn't take the or it does take a whole lot of work sometimes and sometimes you you don't think about it so you know it's all it's all very you know energetic I know I I keep saying that word but it's very up to you so if you Mm -hmm. find that um you happen to be say your personal feminine cycle always happens during a full moon and you don't feel like having a flipping party during the full moon because you're on your period. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to do it yeah. that way because that's the way it goes. It's all about you and whatever works for you. So just being, uh, bringing the awareness into you know your life, I think is, is, is the place to start. And then, you know, 
eventually, if you want, you get to the point where you're crazy about it. Like I do and go get, and only get, go get your haircut during a waning moon. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> that is so fun. Um, <laughs> Sierra, we have learned so much today. This has been such an incredible combo. Um, I wanted to sort of wrap up with this question being that this year's intention behind the podcast is to really talk about success holistically. I think part of that is really incorporating, like we spoke about today, um, self care as much as possible. Um, and if possible daily, some sort of practice, do you have, I would love to hear from you. If you could share with us, what is your I know you probably have many, but what is one of your favorite self-care practices that you um, engage in often? Yeah. So the one, and it, uh, it, it changes a lot for me, um, especially in the past month, because I've, I've gone through, you know, a very big physical change in the last month where now, you know, where before I had an entire home in New Orleans and in an ultra space and a space to do yoga and things like that. Now I live in a 70 square foot space with three other beings, you know, so I, I, you know, it's, it's changed a lot recently, but the one that not only um, do I do the most, but I notice the most, I guess the, the most immediate response is, is honestly my writing or my journaling practice. And that's something Mm -hmm. that I like, I try to do um, first thing in the morning. It's, um, very fluid. And I think that's one of the things that, um, makes it the most accessible. And one of the things that makes it the most therapeutic is that there is really no structure behind it. Sometimes I just hurt me personally, especially early in the morning. If I try to jump into a really rigorous yoga practice or try to sit down for 30 minutes of meditation, it it almost is too structured in a sense for me, at least Mm -hmm. for first thing in the morning. And so I like to start my day a little bit more heart centered. Um, And so for me, just just my writing practice has been the most beneficial for me. Um, The one, I guess, specific uh, technique, I guess you would call it that I've really liked is uh, the practice of morning pages. So the idea is that sort of first thing that you wake up, you know, brush your teeth, put your glasses on, do your whatever. But the first real thing that you do, you come and you sit down and you just write out three full pages of anything and everything that comes to your mind, sort of just stream of consciousness, no barrier, just kind of get it all out of your head. And mm-hmm. then from there, it's almost, it is very meditative in a sense, because usually when you start, it takes a lot of coming back, you know, because three pages sometimes is, is a lot to get through. So your mind will start to wander and you'll say, okay, well, maybe I can be done now and I want to go do this now, but you have to keep bringing your focus back to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's meditative in that sense. It's also creative, which I really love. Um, I found that a lot of the content and a lot of my lessons uh, have been able to come from just these writings that I do in the morning, just because of things that you know, that come out, um, especially first thing in the morning, you're your mind is really, really open and it's a really beautiful time to just connect with yourself. So that's been a practice that, that I really love. And since, you know, it's, it's something very dear to me, I also, you know, I, I write poetry and I write stories and, you know, things of all sorts because it's, it's the thing that I, that I love the most. But I think if I had to suggest a specific practice that would be most beneficial and most easily accessible, I think it would be just the three, the three morning pages in the morning. It's really really incredible to see how much different you feel afterwards for sure yeah I am a huge fan of journaling and the stream of consciousness is also really great way to become mindful and really just observe what is actually going on and starting your day like that I think just gives you this element of it's an opportunity to really yeah, be intentional about where you want to be today, <laughs> not just kind of live it by default and reactive, but just kind of go, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what's happening and kind of decide and have a little bit more, feel this sense of empowerment when you start your day that way because you kind of get to choose. Yep, this is where I'm at. So this is what I'm going to choose. And sometimes where you're at is beautiful as well. And you're like, great, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. I love it. And I love, um, I love your flexibility around, you know, the morning practices because I'm a really big fan of keeping this really flexible and intuitive. I'm not a huge fan of set morning rituals. I know that they work for 
um, some, but not for everyone. And I think the more flexible we can be and more intuitive with what just feels good for us, whether that's journaling or a meditation or a yoga practice, or for some people, it actually is just a workout or a walk in nature or outside, whatever feels good to you is, is, is good. Like just feel into what feels good for you. There is no rules around it or, um, it doesn't need to be structured. So I love that advice. And Sarah, if, uh, and I'm sure that the ladies listening in are going to want to get to know you more, engage with you some more, perhaps learn about how they can work with you, where can, where do you hang out? And we'll, we'll pop all the links um, into the show notes, of course, but tell the audience where do, where do you hang out most and where can they, you know, see more of you? Yeah, absolutely. So I hang out the most on Instagram um, at the local mystic. We have part of our awesome community there. And so we'll have, um, you know, swaps with different creator women through our stories. And we'll do um, live new moon yoga classes on Instagram live. And so there's always lots of um, super fun and, and mystical stuff going on there at the local mystic. And then uh, my website too, thelocalmystic.com, that's where the Mystic membership is housed. Enrollment isn't open right now. It's only open three times a year, but you can sign up to join the wait list there. And then you'll get first access when the doors do open again in March. And there's lots of other fun goodies there like meditation challenges and some travel blogs from our van life stuff, lots of good dog pictures. So we got you taken care of on on just all the good vibe stuff across the board amazing oh that's so exciting and again i will add the links for all things sarah in the show notes for you guys but this has been such a fun conversation i have immensely enjoyed having you on and look forward to perhaps doing another interview sometime soon oh absolutely i would adore it you are such a pleasure to talk to Dee, and it's so fun to talk to you because every time i say your name my dog kind of perks her head up because that's my dog's name as well. So, oh, how cute. <laughs> nope, she's talking to me, buddy. <laughs> how sweet. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so, so much for being on again. Thank you to you beautiful souls listening in and I will catch you in the next episode. Hey, business bestie. Thank you so much for choosing to tune into the Her Soulful Success podcast. Don't forget to check out the show notes for all of the links, including my private Facebook group community, Passion to Profit, where I share even more free content, freebies, and live events for the ambitious business babe. If you loved what you heard today, you're going to love what I have in store for you. Everything from creating beautiful brandy, money, mindset, and wealth, nutrition for optimal energy and mood, to energy healing and anxiety management. I got you. I am covering like all of the things to support you on your journey to soulful success. So that you don't miss out on future episodes, don't forget to click subscribe and share the podcast with your tribe. If you share it on your socials, don't forget to tag me so that I can say hi and thank you personally. 